morning, everyone. So nice to be here today. Inside, dry, warm. With all of you. No, that's a perfect segue for me. Um, because my talk today is, well, I say it's about thankfulness, but really, <laughs> it's a whole lot more than thankfulness. And when you start thinking about it and praying about thankfulness, uh, it can really change your life greatly. Uh, as I look today to find the words that I needed to say today, my heart was lost, truthfully. So I prayed. And the only reason I'm here today is because God gives me the strength to be here. And the only reason any of us can do anything is because God gives us the strength to do it. And thankfulness, and when you think about thankfulness now, just think about when you do something good for someone, how happy they are. And I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about the kind of things that move your heart to be thankful for. Those are the th kinds of things we can have hold of each and every day of our life, no matter what. And I know you say, wait a minute now, you're saying no matter what. Does that mean I'm to be thankful in times of adversity? I'm to be thankful when I'm really sick? When the doctor's given me bad news, I'm to be thankful? How is that possible? The only way it's possible is the same way it's only possible for me to be here today. God. God makes it possible through his word and through the cross. When I told Jan, Jan asked me, she says, well, what are you talking about this Sunday? I said, thankful for the cross. <laughs> and she says, well, I, don't, I don't know about that. I'm thankful for the cross. I mean, Jesus died. Well, yes. I mean, when you think about the horribleness of how Jesus died, that is pretty mind numbing. But I thought about this as I began to read scripture about thankfulness. To be thankful for the cross is to be thankful for what God did for us. He forgave me. He forgave you. He forgave us and gave us his son who died on the cross for us so that we could be here worshiping today no greater love is there than this and one should lay down his life for a friend and if you heard my sermon the last time i was here i had a friend lay down his that lay down his life for me 
and that was a pretty great and moving experience for me to change my life. From the time we're very young, we're taught to say please and thank you. Sometimes it works pretty good, sometimes, uh, you know, kids are kids, kids are, kids are selfish, you know, they want what they want. But being thankful goes way beyond just saying the words or thinking the thought. And each year, there's one day our nation has set aside and called Thanksgiving by our forefathers and the, uh, the meal that they had with the Indians. I don't know how much history I think Bob Luther would probably know a more detail about the, the actual history of it, but I would say one day is not enough. But that's okay. Thanksgiving is a time for us to reflect with family, and a lot of times we have family from other places that come gather together with us, or we go there and we gather together with them, and we remind them through our love how thankful we are to have them in our lives and to enjoy a wonderful meal with them. In 1 Thessalonians 5, if you want to look it up, you can. This is in the NIV, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. I'll give you a second to get that there. Rejoice always. Now, two words. And two words right there are, to me, life-changing, amazing words. Rejoice. What does it mean to rejoice? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? What does it mean to others? Rejoice means you're, you're joyful. You're thankful. You're hopeful. You're happy. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now I remember as I began my walk with the Lord, the, the question that came up all the time is, what's God's will for me? Very says it right there. This is God's will for us. Some people, though, being people, we're not happy with that. It's too simple. It's too easy. It's the easy way out, right? Oh, pray continually. I can't do that. That's our first reaction. But when we are with the Lord, he washes over us and cleanses us of the things that are stopping us from seeing his light and love. Now this morning, I'm very thankful to say I have my wonderful brother, Al Landry, who's doing the, uh, the Bible study for us about prayer. How wonderful that is. And how he said when he was first when he first came to the Lord, when he first became a Christian, he felt like, oh, 
Oh, he was so excited. He was so fresh, happy. Uh, it was an amazing feeling, and it is that way for all of us. It's that feeling. It's like, it's like the ice bucket challenge. Somebody tubs, it washes over you, and you say to yourself, my God, can I feel like this forever? And God tells us, yes, you can. But know, as Jesus told us, that there are going to be trials and tribulations. And as I was saying this morning, downstairs to Leslie, I just wish that Jesus would, you know, take that trials. He was so, eh, that didn't really describe trials and tribulations. I can think of other words that would, he was, he was really being kind to us by saying trials and tribulations. Because life deals us hell. And sometimes we feel like there is no end to it. In Psalm 95, 1 through 2, Come, let us sing for the joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. And I want to thank Richard and Wayne and Ralph for that unbelievable, amazing, wonderful worship music that we had this morning. And I love that song, Death Was Arrested. It's a beautiful song. I love the words. Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. How do we do that? And then once again, we remember that God has washed over us, blessed, blessed us, we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior. God's Holy Spirit dwells within us. It's not something we still have to keep reaching for. It's there for us right now. Be thankful for that. Of all the things I'm thankful for, and if I were to read a list of things, first and foremost would be my wife. Being a human, I know, of course, you know, God is top of the list, but my wife in this world is a guiding light for me, too. The Holy Spirit leads me to her when I am in trouble. He does. She's a partner. She's my love. She's my guiding hope. But is she everything? No. She can't be. She can't be. As much as she loves me, and believe me, she loves me, she can't be everything. The Holy Spirit is a source of everything for us. Rejoice in the Lord always, Philippians 4. This is a good one. Mostly everybody's probably memorized it or read it a hundred times. 
Go ahead and read it a hundred more times. It gets better every time. Rejoice in the Lord always. And we'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Had trouble with this one. As much as I love it now. Rejoice in the Lord always. Let your gentleness be evident to all. That's good. Do not be anxious about anything. That's the one I struggle with. I get anxious over many things. Many things. I get anxious over the things that are happening with my wife and her mom and dad and their struggles with health. I get anxious over my daughter. I get anxious over the news. I get anxious over my own health and the lack of health and whether I'm going to be able to get through today or not. I get anxious over all those things and each and every time and I come to tell you this, thankfulness gets me through. God, the Holy Spirit, gets me through. Prayerful thought, prayerful thanksgiving with the Lord is the answer to these wonderful questions that we have about being anxious about anything. Can you be anxious when things are bad? Yeah, of course you're going to be. Of course you're going to be. Most of us here are parents. Some will be. You know, you know that things make you anxious. Your children have made you anxious or make you anxious. But there is hope because you are a loving parent. We have a loving God. A loving God and Father who gave us his son on the cross and then promised us the greatest gift we could have, the Holy Spirit, God himself in us. And as the apostles waited in Jerusalem for that special gift that they would be given, they had no idea how life-changing that Holy Spirit would be. Imagine and rejoice about the thankfulness they felt in their hearts when that happened to them. Sometimes our feelings get in the way of our thankfulness. And that's one of the things that is another whole story. But letting your feelings control your life is not something that is a good thing. Thankfulness for having a, the Holy Spirit there that we can prayerfully 
talk to God, who's part of us, will get us through those times. The love we have in our hearts now, through the Holy Spirit, is a great gift. And it's a great challenge for us as we're learning in the Bible study this morning how to pray. How do we pray? How do we block out the world? How do we stop our minds from that rolling thunder that's always in our head? Everything that's going on, the anxiousness, the feeling of the dread, really. Lots of time that's dread. The answer is prayer. And so today, when I said my prayers this morning, I asked the Holy Spirit to help me, to give me the words to do this sermon. And God tells us in Psalm 118.1, let us give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever, my brothers and sisters. There is no other reason that is worth more than what this scripture is saying to us. Let us give thanks to the Lord for he is good. The Lord is good is like so small. The Lord is good. The Lord is the universe. He is the creator of all things and his love for us these tiny little specks, smaller than any of us can imagine, his creation. He loves and it endures forever. When I was lost and broken, I never felt God had a chance to put the pieces back together again because I didn't know God. That was basically the reason. Because I didn't know scripture. And even if you read scripture, anyone can intellectually, as I was saying this morning, if you read intellectually, you can grasp what scripture is telling you, but you don't really understand what God is telling you until you become accepting of the fact that Jesus Christ is in you Jesus Christ died for you on the cross, believing in him, that he rose from the dead, and that you are born again, transformed, forever changed by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit in you. Time and time again, I've thought about that. And thankfulness has always come to the top of my thinking when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Day after day, I know that I have to give myself to him and be thankful for him. No matter what's happening in your life, no matter where you're going, as long as God is in you, as long as you keep yourself aware through prayer, 
and through scripture that the Holy Spirit is guiding you forward, giving you what you need to go on, to continue. What is God's will for us? Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. When intimacy with the Holy Spirit is something you experience through prayer, through music, through scripture, through fellowship, knowing you have brothers and sisters who love the Lord as you do and come together and believe as you do, it is an amazing and wonderful experience. So every day, it's easier and easier the more you realize the Holy Spirit is with you. Do the trials and tribulations go away? Oh, no. No, 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 no. The trials and tribulations? The cars are breaking down? The jobs being lost? Our loved ones passing away? Does that stop when you become a Christian? No. Although I gotta admit, when I first became a Christian, I kinda hoped it would. But that was naive and immature thinking on my part. And it is the Holy Spirit's work in us to grow us spiritually to make us mature and loving, God-guided people. God-guided brothers and sisters, mature in the belief of, Christ, of Christianity, mature in belief in Jesus Christ, in God the Father, in the Holy Spirit, our Son, our, our hope. God gives us joy, regardless of the circumstances that we're in. And this is an act of obedience. Obedience is another word we don't find very helpful for ourselves. Nobody, nobody is really fond of the word obedience, especially kids. Obey the stop signs, obey the red lights. Feelings are very, very uh, tumultuous at times. And even the good feelings, when we're led, we're led by good feelings, sometimes I guess it gets us into trouble too. But God gives us joy regardless of our circumstances if we pray continually. Every day is, every day is a struggle to pray continually for us. You're walking to the store, whatever, whether you're driving down the road, walking around the house, whatever you're doing, be thankful for the fact that you can pray continually, that you have that joy in your heart, that you have the Holy Spirit there to be with you, to give you hope, to give you love, 
every day, no matter what. No matter how bad it hurts physically, mentally, there is joy in you for you. And the way that you get that and tap into that is through prayer. Faithful prayer. If you're fortunate enough, like I am, to be able to take and set aside some time in the morning and meditate and pray, also God tells us to do that too. Meditate on prayer. Meditate on scripture. I can enjoy that experience every day for a long time. And sometimes it's a very short time. But I know it's harder for people who are still working because I'm an old retired guy now. But when I was working, uh, my prayer life just looked differently. That's all. It was the same thing, but it just looked differently. You know, when I prayed and how I prayed, the length of time I prayed was different. And as you grow in, in spirit, so does everything else that you bring with it. Your time in scripture, your prayer life, how you're adjusting with the Holy Spirit. Some young people are, are, already have it. I'm, I was, I'm getting so jealous of, when I see younger people, Christians, who are walking in faith, I am going, wow. I wish I was 20-something when I found the Lord. Wouldn't that have been wonderful? God has his reasons for everything. His plan is perfect. And trust in that. Thankfulness is more than turkey. And I love turkey. Thankfulness is more than pilgrims and Indians. Thankfulness is a heart transformed by the love of God and his son Jesus and the guiding love and light of the Holy Spirit. Everything we do, if we look at it through the light of the Holy Spirit guiding us, can be joyful. Everything we do. Death is not the end. It is not the end. And if you're a Christian, you believe that. If you're a Christian, you believe that Jesus Christ gave his life for you. You saw the horrible things that was done to him. You know the lies that are said about him. My brothers and sisters, thankfulness does not stop at the end of the day in November. He was signed to be thanksgiving. Thankfulness goes on and on each day of our lives because the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Let us always remember to be thankful, to be joyful. It is very hard sometimes to do that. I'd like to tell you all this. Please pray with me. Father God, 
Your love for us is so filled with grace. Your love for us is so amazing. It is hard for us, Father, to focus on you at times. Because a broken world is where we live. But Lord, the Holy Spirit is your light in our world. The Holy Spirit is our guiding love. Help us, Father. Help us focus on the Holy Spirit. Though life will give us trials and tribulations, Lord, at the center of it all, there you are. Your Holy Spirit in us. The gift you told the apostles to wait there for in Jerusalem is in us. Help us, Father, to grasp that. Help us, Father, to pray with the Holy Spirit. Help us, Father, to understand that it is our joy to give thanks and the wonderful things that you are, have done and the wonderful things that you are doing in our lives. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.